Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Sheena, you don't want to like be my friend, or you want to break from me, whatever the f- is. And I just want to know that you still give a f- about the business because we are in it together. And we- yeah, I'm obviously still in it. I am still in it as long as our contracts are still doing it. But I am ready to get out when our contract is done. Hello, and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I just want to say right off the top of this show, thank God for the yahoos on Bravo, because if it weren't for them right now, I would not survive this isolation, this coronavirus. I would not make it through without them. I'm so grateful to everyone who has put their lives on screen for all of us to judge on Bravo. Truly, the other day I had a a bit of a mental breakdown, a, a little bit of a breakdown, and by little bit, I mean I had a total mental breakdown, and <laughs> I really started to lose it. And Matt was like, okay, you need to put on some housewives. And so I put on old episodes of Real Housewives of New York, Roni, and it soothed me. It made me feel much better. And obviously the state of the world is still a mess, but it did at least like calm me down a little bit. And I'm sure many of you are going through similar situations. I don't know about you guys, but I've been going in and out of these like stress anxiety attacks. And the other day, the day that I'm referring to, I like could not breathe. I couldn't catch my breath. And I, of course, got scared that I was sick or something like that. And then it turns out it was just my anxiety, but it felt like there was like weighted bricks on my chest. And I had a little piece of a Xanax and then it was like, oh, it's my anxiety. It's like I'm so wound up from everything. Um, So I'm trying to take a step back from the news and dive more into Bravo, which is maybe not the best uh, idea, but it's helping me. It's helping me to cope. Whatever you got to do to get through the day these days. You know, I'm I'm a step away from starting to do Taibo again, like it's fucking 1999. I mean, I <laughs> I mentioned this on a, a bonus episode I did for Patreon, but I'm like very close to doing Darren's dance grooves. Like, I need whatever I can find to uh, boost my serotonin levels, to release some endorphins. And back in the late 90s, we had to exercise it with a VHS tape. So I had the Taibo. I did the Billy Blanks. I'm about to start doing it again. I mean, I need the endorphins. Or uh, Darren's dance crews. I need to learn how to do the bye 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 dance. It's crazy by Britney Spears, Jordan Knight. Whatever you got to do. Um, I but I need the exercise. I need to keep my spirits up. And thank God again for Vanderpump Rules for all of these people uh, for putting their lives on TV. And not only that, but we're done with the fucking wedding. Excuse my language. I w- I really was going to try today to like not swear at all because I know people are at home with their kids right now and maybe trying to listen with their kids. And look, I'm going to try my best not to swear, but I probably won't fucking do it. I'm going to try. <laughs> probably not going to fucking do it. But I'm going to try. I'm going to put in a little. I'm going to put in a little extra effort than I normally do. Um, so just uh, forget that I just said the f word 
three times. Anyway, we're finally back in West Hollywood with the gang. The wedding is done. Let's all celebrate that for a minute, shall we? Shall we celebrate that? I mean, we got to find the victories where we can find the victories. And that's a victory. We made it. We did it. We're done. That's a wrap on that wedding. Woo! I will miss Mitchell the Wedding Planner, but other than that, I'm glad we're done. We're back in West Hollywood where we belong. I think they had more Kentucky footage, too, and I think they realized like, fans don't want to see it. Because am I making this up? But was there footage in a trailer of them like driving ATVs? I swear, I thought that was in Kentucky. Maybe I'm like totally making that up. Maybe it was on someone's social media or something. I can't tell what I dream up and what's just a fact. But I'm glad that they just decided to get us back in West Hollywood. Although, two steps forward, one step back. Or is it one step forward, two steps back? We then cut to a scene with Max and Dana. And apparently Max turned down Dana? What? Why Max turning down Dana is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'm very upset about it. I'm very upset about it. Dana, our princess Dana is getting turned down by this Max, like that motherfucker. Excuse me. I said I wasn't going to swear. Fuck. Excuse me, you guys. I'm sorry. Maybe escort the kids out of the room. <laughs> Throw on the headphones because this fucking Max, I'm sick of his shit. I really am. I'm tired of this Max on here. And now he's thinking he's better than Dana. And then he banned Danica from the restaurant because she sassed Richardson, some other manager that's not on screen. Uh, the one African-American that they work with is not on screen on this show, which is another problem that we can discuss a tale for another time. I mean, did you guys see Richardson? We've seen like little glimpses of him, and I'm like, he's the only person that's not mic'd on this show that works at these restaurants. And he's the one African-American on the show, the one black guy, and we can't even get him mic'd and give him a, a title card. But uh, apparently Danica sassed him out. They kept saying, I think they said that word, sassed him out. And I love the word sass. You know, one of my all-time favorite words is sassafras. I love the words sassafras and caboose. Those are my like, two favorite words. <laughs> like, I always thought if uh, uh, the inside the actor's studio, if I was on it, and he's like, what's your favorite word? I'd be like, caboose and sassafras. Like, I've always planned that out in my head. Um, but I don't know. I don't really care about any of it. I don't care about Danica. I don't care about Dana. I don't care about Max. I just, it's a different show. I don't know how else to say it anymore. I mean, we've been saying it for weeks. It's like they're on a different show, the one that I don't want to watch. I just don't want to watch it. Uh, And maybe if it was a completely different show, I'd be into it. But I feel bamboozled, which is another one of my favorite words. And I can't help but feel bamboozled every time we cut to a scene with them. Meanwhile, Raquel says that Lala reached out to her. Lala reached out to Raquel, and Lala and Raquel, of course, had an infamous battle last season. Lala called her a bambi-eyed bitch. She called her dumb. And Raquel, our our other queen here, she said, uh, Lala, she, she wants to meet up and talk about stuff. We have a lot of unresolved things. And look, I'm glad they're meeting up. Although I'm a little concerned about Raquel, and I was rightfully concerned because it did not go well. The meetup went well, but then the action afterwards did not go well. And I'm rooting for our Raquel. I want all good things for that Bambi-eyed bitch. I want all good things for her. So then uh, we cut to uh, Jax and Brittany talking about the wedding, opening some gifts. And Jax says, for how much I spent on this wedding, I better get good gifts. Now, last week, we didn't talk about this, but Jax had like said about how the, he spent $100,000 on this wedding. And the, he kept talking about the money. And then, look, Brittany starts opening the gift. She gets some tea towels. I love a good tea towel, by the way. Nothing better than a good tea towel with a good saying on it. I always say when you go to Home Goods, you need to curate. I love a Home Goods. You need to curate there. And when you're buying the tea towels, I feel like that's where you could really let loose. With the word art, with the phrases, with the inspirational quotes, that's where you let loose. So when you're at Home Goods and you're looking at all the like framed art, that has, uh, you know, sayings and quotes and stuff like that. I say stay away from that stuff. But then when you go down the tea towel aisle and you're getting those little uh, towels for the kitchen, that's where you go nuts with the quotes. That's where you can get a towel that says a quote with anything on it. You could have a Maya Angelou quote on there. You could have a quote from uh, anyone you want. Anyone you want, you just get a quote. It could say something wacky. It could have a cartoon character on it. I feel like that's where you really can let loose. And I encourage you all not to get the word art or the quoted framed art. I encourage you to get the quotes on your towels. 
because those you can easily put away. If somebody fancy comes over, you could put those towels away. They're also a good conversation starter. It's perfect. And you could get seasonal ones for different holidays. We got Easter coming up. We just went through St. Patrick's Day when you can get every different holiday. I mean, I literally have a closet where I just have all my tea towels. I've got Halloween in there. I got Christmas. I got Thanksgiving. I got Easter. I got New Year's. I got July 4th. I got all the days in there. And I think that's where you go nuts. It's a little tip. A little tip. Anyway, Brittany's opening these tea towels, and then Jack says, this is what I have to look forward to. And then he says, my wallet's tired. And Jax honestly says things like he thinks he should say. Like, I feel like he saw, he, he like watched According to Jim when he was a, when he was younger, not a kid. But in the 90s, I feel like Jax really like leaned into According to Jim. Do you remember that sitcom where it was like Jim Belushi and then Courtney Thorne Smith? You know, and those sitcoms, they always had, always had the lazy, uh, overweight husband. And then the wife was always like a shrew. And anyway, I feel like Jack's watched a lot of According to Jim, and he just says things that he thinks like he should say because that's what Jim Belushi said on that show. Does that make sense? It's like he's saying all of these these things that are just like so stereotypical that I feel like aren't even authentic coming out of his mouth. He's just saying them because he saw it on an old sitcom or something. Like, my wallet is tired, and he's just rolling his eyes at the wife, and I'm like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. And if I have to watch them doing this kind of routine with children. I'm, I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot do it. It's just, I can't do it. You guys will have to give up recapping the show because I'm not interested in doing it. I cannot. I can't. I can't do it. I'm not interested in doing it. I can't. Bravo. If you're listening, I cannot do it. If I have to hear him doing these phrases with kids, my wallet's tired. Oh, this is my wife's. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I can't. I can't. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Nope. Nope. Anyway, then we cut to a pool party. It was a memorial for Schwartz's lizard with uh, the whole cast. I don't know if it's the coronavirus talking, but this shit was dumb. (laughs) This is dumb. This was stupid. What was happening here? It was so, like, it was so much. And I know that they were, like, leaning into the comedy of it, but it just, I don't know, it felt flat to me. It felt so shticky. So shticky. And I love that Schwartz loved the little amphibian. I loved how Tom Schwartz said he's always loved reptiles and amphibians. I love that. And that's a great little detail. But then doing this memorial just felt like so cringy to me. Overly cringy, more so than almost anything they've ever done. Because also, it was like a whole group of people that I don't even feel like know or like each other. Like, they had all the new people there. And I know they got to integrate them into the cast, but it was just like, okay, we're forcing everyone together for a fucking reptile memorial. It just felt so weird. So stagey to me. I don't know. I wrote in my notes, maybe I missed the wedding. Maybe I missed the wedding stuff, because this is, if this was what we're doing instead of the wedding, then we have a problem here. But it did just feel like it was trying so hard. Trying so hard. Then we cut to Villa Rosa. Jackson, Brittany visit LVP. And they reveal that they want the baby right away. <sighs> um, they want a baby right away. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Lisa said she brought a gift to Kentucky, but she realized she wanted to give it to them later. And what she was really saying, Lisa was really saying, was I brought a gift to Kentucky, and then when I got there, I realized it would be a better opportunity for us to do it on camera for more screen time. And I respect that. I've been respecting Lisa Vanderpump's reality TV hustle game lately. Like, I feel like she's really doing her due diligence to get on camera and make scenes out of little things. And I really feel like her and Ken landed down in the Kentucky airport with the gift. And she almost was probably going to the actual wedding and like ready to deliver the gift on the table. And then she looked and she thought, wait a minute, this is Tiffany. I should give it to him on camera later. And then Ken's probably like, just put it on the table. Ken's like, just leave it there. And Lisa's like, no, darling, we're going to do it on camera. And then she brings it back on the plane with her. And I respect that. She wanted to do it on camera. She wanted to give the Tiffany teapot on camera, which I would love that Tiffany teapot, by the way. I would love it. It looks, it's cute. I would never use it, but. I want it. Uh, then we cut to another scene of Max and Danica at the pool memorial. <laughs> at the pool memorial. Oh, my God. That sentence. I never thought I'd say that sentence. At the pool memorial for the lizard. Um, but Max and Danica talk about how Danica's being 86th from the restaurant. 
Danica keeps saying, she says, you're trying to 86 me from my own sister restaurant. Which, like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> trying to 86 me from my own sister restaurant. It, it was like she was so upset. How dare you 86 me from my sister restaurant? How dare you, Max, 86 in me from my sister restaurant? <laughs> She's not wrong. But I just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't care. Then we cut to Tom and Tom, uh, Schwartz and Sandoval. They're talking about... Uh, Max and this Max Danica situation. And they say that Max needs to separate his personal life from his work life. And that's just not going to happen on this reality show that we're watching. But I appreciate them pretending. And then we have a scene with Sheena, Katie, and Stasi at the Pool Lizard Memorial, where Stasi says uh, to Sheena regarding Kristen, she says, it's not about Carter. So Sheena's like, what's going on with you guys and Kristen? Stasi says, it's not about Carter. Sheena says, uh, Katie, uh, or, or Sheena says that Katie is not doing anything for the Witches of WeHo wine line, which that was something that I've been really curious about because I know they started this wine line and I wondered if it was going to go in the pooper in the toilet. It seems to be still in business and actually the wine is really great, but I don't know if it's, if it's going to keep going like this. And I'm glad they're talking about it on the show. Like that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Like that's the real life stuff. Show me it. They were talking about how, like, one of them posts on social media and the others don't. And it's like, that's what I want to see more of. It was so real, and that's what they're dealing with. And Stasi says she can't promo a project she doesn't believe in. And Katie, meanwhile, says she's so busy. And then the producers, you guys, the producers, those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, they just troll Katie Maloney, and they just show her not doing anything. They just show her knitting... <laughs> They have that shot of her knitting on the couch, and then they just, oh my god, you guys, that whole that whole montage of Katie, <laughs> they just trolled the shit out of her. <laughs> She's like, I'm so busy, and then a whole fucking montage. Those producers, you're not going to fool them. They will not be played a fool. They just put together a whole montage of her knitting. <laughs> and then Katie wants to shade Kristen, so Katie says, uh, I could go on Pinterest and slap some quotes on a t-shirt, too. She says in regards to Kristen's, what's that line of um, t-shirts she's got? Um, James May. Katie shades Kristen's t-shirt line, and it was, this was just so funny to me. All of this was just cracking me up. Because, of course, those James May t-shirts, they are ridiculous. And do you remember when, I know I've talked about this on the show, but like early on in the t-shirt line, like the quotes didn't make any fucking sense. So it was just like, <laughs> like they weren't worded properly, like they were grammatically incorrect. So it was like, I... I is doing good, or something like that. Like a, like a fucking Timberland song from 2004. It was just like, <laughs> didn't make any, any sense. A sense, those t-shirts didn't make in the early days. And I don't know if they hired a journalist or someone, but Kristen teamed up with someone that knew how to write something. And so the t-shirts make a little bit more sense now. Of course, they're just, Katie's right. They are just sort of Pinterest quotes slapped on a t-shirt, but nothing wrong with that. We all need to wear something these days. We all need a nice blouse with a motivational saying on it. But uh, they don't, they're not necessarily like these really in-depth things on the shirt. It's just like, I is good. And <laughs> I need to get a hold of some of those old James May t-shirts, the ones that didn't make any sense. That's what I need as my next, you guys know I like a house blouse, like an oversized house blouse. That's what I need my next one. I just need it to not make any sense. And it should say James May on the tag. Uh, anyway, then... uh Stasi says she gives zero fucks. She says, I give zero fucks. And then Katie said, put that on a shirt. <laughs> it was all making me laugh so hard. <laughs> put that on a shirt. And Sheena was just stirring the pot. God bless her. Was so happy she was stirring the pot. Um, and then we cut to Tom. He's inviting everyone to his birthday party. And the theme is going to be extra. And I was at this birthday party. And the text message that I got to be extra, it was very confusing. Um, but I appreciate it because, look, I enjoy a little bit of a theme party, but I don't want it to be something that like I have to go shopping for. You know, I want it to be something that I could go into my closet, and I don't want it anything too strict or too specific. I prefer a theme that's just like I can, I got it in my apartment and I can wear it. And so I actually appreciated the theme. So then we cut to Vanderpump Dogs. I love seeing the doggies. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. The other day, I was just Google image searching pictures of dogs. Nothing more healing than looking at a dog. Nothing. Actually, Matt and I have been 
talking about, you know, there's all these dogs that need homes right now. If you can foster, please foster. Uh, but we've been talking about maybe is this the right time to get a dog because we're all stuck at home and we're, we're still thinking about it. Unfortunately, we live in an apartment building that it's a little bit different, difficult to get in and out of, if that makes sense. And I worry maybe this is me being too like OCD or something, but I worry about getting in and out for the walks with the dog right now because uh, it's not so easy to like navigate the hallways and stuff without touching things. Maybe that's me being crazy, but we're talking about it. But anyway, the point is, if you have the ability to, I know there's a lot of people that need, uh, a lot of doggies that need fostering. So if you can uh, do that, then look, Lala's working at the dog center at Vanderpump Dogs, which I think she's probably only worked there the one time on camera. You know, she's only doing it for the camera, which is fine. I don't imagine that she's volunteering there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't imagine she is. It's so ridiculous to me. And I'm happy that we're seeing the dogs and we're getting to see the dogs. And I'm also happy we don't have to see those other people that work at the Vanderpump Dogs. God bless them. But uh, I'm glad that we're just having Lala pretend to volunteer there. Although, where are we, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, guys? Early on in the season, the very first episode, I thought we were getting a bit more of an authentic show, right? They set it up that way. They said, no one's working at Sir anymore. They said, we're all done. Sheena's the only one working there. Sheena and Jax. And I thought, oh, wow, we're finally like leaning into the fact that no one actually works there. And now here we're pretending that Lala is working at the dog center. I don't know. I know she's saying she's volunteering, but it just feels so weird. It feels so weird. Like, we don't need a... I don't know. What are we doing here? (laughs) What are we doing? Then James and Raquel show up so awkwardly. And I actually believe they just showed up there on accident. Like, they weren't mic'd. They had no makeup on. It was very awkward. Uh, I don't think they knew that they were filming. Raquel is stunning. She's stunning, but she had no makeup on, and she had a big zit. And I don't think she would have showed up on camera. I certainly wouldn't have. I, if I had a cystic, I get cystic acne sometimes, and I have never put myself on camera. If I had a cystic zit without some makeup, without some nice rouge and uh, some cover-up, no way you'd get me in front of a camera. Mm-mm, no, ma'am. And so Raquel did, I think they just showed up there. It was like a Saturday or Sunday. They didn't expect anyone to be filming. And then uh, they did it for the job. They did it for the job, but I don't think they knew. Um, but LVP said she's not helping James anymore. She said she's tired of helping him. He's not taking it seriously, blah, blah, blah. Then we cut to Tom and Tom shopping for costumes for the extra party. Uh, Sandoval helped Schwartz try on some assless chaps. I love these two together. I love them. Love them. Just trying on assless chaps. Two straight boys just trying on some assless chaps. Love it. And then Sandoval said to him, you need these. (laughs) And then he goes, I bought stilts. And it's like, what? Why did you buy stilts? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. And I love it. I love it. Love it. Then we cut to Lala um, meeting with Raquel. So Lala is wearing some Shania Twain that don't impress me much slash J-Lo cosplay. She's dressed in the, in the print, the animal print. Oh, by the way, you guys, did you see that tiger documentary on Netflix? Woo! Wow. Wow, I forget the name. It's Tiger something, Tiger King or something like that. It is bizarre. It is insane. I think everyone needs to watch it. It's a good distraction, although there is some stuff that's a little bit hard to watch, I will say that, especially if you're an animal lover. But it's fascinating. The people on there are crazy. The guy, this Joe Exotic, the guy's name is, he's always wearing a fringe jacket, like he's Reba McIntyre in 1991. Like Every one of his jackets, he's got the mullet with the hat on, the weird mustache, uh, a whole slew of earrings. He's doing so much earring work, that Joe Exotic. And then he's got more fringe jackets than I've ever seen before. I mean, the Reba collection at Dillard's Wishes. I mean, there are so many fringe jackets in that man's closet. And I don't understand, I don't understand this person. It truly feels like an SNL character. Every person on that show feels like a fake character made up for a cartoon or something. And it's shocking. And it's, he's a gay man and he's got a couple husbands. It's, I can't even explain it. You have to watch Tiger King or I might be getting that title. It's Tiger something. You'll see it on Netflix, documentary. You'll see the fringe jacket. You'll spot it right away. <laughs> Say, that's the show Danny was talking about. You can't miss them. Joe Exotic is unmissable. Um, but it is troubling, like what they do with these animals. Um, but 
It's neither here nor there at the point at the moment. Uh, we all need something to take our minds off of this coronavirus. So thank God for Netflix for putting a man in fringe on our TVs. We need it. So then uh, Lala and Raquel are sitting at this coffee shop. And look, what the fuck is Lala wearing? I'm not sure. But we are sitting down with these two. They're at a very uh, annoying coffee shop, I'd say. Annoying coffee shop. I know this is kind of a trend, but this coffee shop, they were selling coffees with they had phrases on the coffee mugs that said, like, I'm not a fucking morning person or something like that. Like, they were swearing on the cups. And and it just felt like a little bit, like, cool it. We just need the coffee. Like, I don't need at a coffee shop. I don't need you to be doing too much. Just give me the coffee. I appreciate that you're trying to entertain. They're trying to entertain the masses, which I do appreciate. But it does seem like a little bit too much. Uh, even with the latte art, I respect people that do that. That's an art form. People that can do the latte foam art on top. Don't you love when you go in somewhere and just somebody does a latte art? Uh, but that's where I draw the line. I, I don't need anything else. I don't need any other entertainment unless maybe you have like someone doing some slam poetry or, or a, a Nora Jones-esque singer in the corner. Like that's fine with me. Um, but I don't need the cups to entertain. I don't need the cups to entertain. Um, but I am happy that they're sitting down. Uh, Raquel reveals that she just took James to AA. And Lala's moved by this. She's so moved, in fact, that she does the infamous napkin roll-up where she blots the corner of her eye. You know, Leslie Grossman, of course, infamously taught us this, uh, this trick. Um, but if you notice, a lot of the housewives do it. Kyle Richards is, is one of our best, our leaders in this art form. <laughs> this is the art form I want to see in a coffee shop. I want to see uh, a woman on the verge of tears rolling up a napkin or tissue in the, uh, index finger of her hand, and I want to see her blotting the inside of her eye, trying not to smudge the makeup. That's what that's the art form I want to see. I don't need the cups to say something sassy. I don't need sassafras from the cups. I just need, I just need the napkin roll up for the, uh, for the tears. That's all I need. Um, but she blots the eyes, and it looks like Lala and Raquel are making up. It looks like they're going to get along. I'm excited about it. Meanwhile, James goes to LVP's house. LVP says uh, Raquel showed her the text that James sent, which I thought was a little bit weird. Because James at the time isn't even working there. I thought it was weird to me that Raquel shared all of this with the cameras, although I know it's her life and she's supposed to do that. But it seemed odd to me that Raquel would like go to LVP and show those awful texts. But I guess it was good that she did because it made LVP even tougher on James, which is what he needs. It's what he needs. James cried to LVP. I really want him to just get help. I hope he continues going to these AA meetings. James, I hope you are just going to AA. Go as much as you can, get as much help as you can, and be a good human. I hope that he is continuing. Then we cut to Jackson, Brittany's house. Brittany was pouring a giant glass of vodka during the daytime, which uh, would have been problematic a couple weeks ago. But now that we're in the time of the coronavirus, we're all doing it, aren't we? We're all pouring the cocktails. It doesn't matter what time it is. I'm making dinner at 4 p.m. I'm not sure about you guys, but I'm just cooking my dinners at 4 p.m. I have no sense of time or space. And uh, I think now I'm seeing Brittany in a totally new light. I thought Brittany is ahead of her time. Ahead of her time. I don't know about you guys, but during this quarantine, I talk to my mom. My mom calls me all the time. And we're so used to our conversations being like one way. So my mom's like, hey, Dan, what you doing, Dan? What are you up to today, Dan? And then... Now I'm just saying, like, nothing, Mom. I moved from the bedroom to the living room. Like, that's what I'm up to. That's it. That was the whole day. I didn't do nothing else. <laughs> I ate a Rice Krispie treat, and I moved from one room to the next. And it's like, what'd you do, Mom? Well, you know, I just, uh, I cleaned the drawer again. I cleaned that. I, I pulled out the junk drawer, and I cleaned it again. Cleaned it twice this week. And it's like, that was the big activity. <laughs> that's our big activities right now. That's our big activities. Linda's just cleaning the junk drawer. She's watching some movies. She's watching the Hallmark Channel. Hallmark's got the Christmas movies. She's like, Dan, they got all the Christmas movies on, Dan. Did you see the Christ- Hallmark's playing all my Christmas movies? There was one with Candace Cameron Bray I didn't even see it before. They got a new one on there. I never even saw it before. It said 2019, but I swear it's new. I never saw it before, Dan. And they're playing it on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, thank God. Thank God for those Christmas films, Dan. I don't know what I'd do. I'd go nuts. Go nuts with your father. Your father's in the other room, tooting away. 
he's tooting away because he's eating all the junk food, Dan. Just toot, tooting on the couch in the other room. And thank God I got the Hallmark Channel. I got, I got my soap operas. My mom watches the soap operas at night. She watches, uh, what's the one that's still on? General Hospital? Yeah, she still watches that one. She watches her live with Kelly and Ryan. She likes the Kelly Clarkson show. She's like, thank God for my talk shows, Dan. I don't know what I'd do. I'd be in the other room with your father. He's tooting and watching the news every second. I can't hear it every second, Dan. I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to go nuts, Dan. can't hear that news. One more second. They're driving me crazy. Telling me I can't do anything, Dan. I got to let loose and just watch some Christmas movies. You know, sometimes they say you need a little Christmas, Dan. I need a little Christmas right now. Hallmark's right. (laughs) That's Linda's. What are you doing today, Dan? Nothing, ma. Not doing anything. One room to the next. That's what we're all doing. Uh, anyway, uh, Brittany is still wearing that wedding robe that says, I do, that you're only supposed to wear the day of the wedding. And I don't want to see it again, Britt. I'm sorry. But now we said it. I don't want to see the I do thing. I don't want to see it. We're, we finally got over this wedding. We're done with it. Now take off the robe that says, I do. I don't, Brittany. I don't. Okay. Jack said, uh, why do we need to be extra? regarding Tom's party says it's fun when you're 25 and I thought well you're on a reality TV show Jax like you're gonna need to dress up in a costume once in a while for the people you're a court jester for us and we need you to dress up in a costume at least every other week that's what this job entails and if you're not interested in doing that I great we'll find someone else who is but I'm gonna need these people are reality TV stars in a costume at minimum every other week and if you're not willing to do that we'll find someone else who is and I get that you wouldn't want to do it. You're, he's 40 years old. I understand why he wouldn't want to. But that's not what this is. So then we cut to Tom Sandoval at his house practicing the stilts. And, oh, I have to say, too, Kristen was over Tom or over Jack's and Brittany's house. And Kristen is pissed about the t-shirts. Sheena told her about the Pinterest conversation. And Kristen is pissed. She's pissed. She's ready to go to this party. She's coming in hot. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Then we cut to this party at the Electric Pussycat, it was called. You guys, I was there too, by the way. Did you, I know I mentioned that a hundred fucking times. But I was I'm not paying much attention because I was just looking in the background for me and my uh, ladies' faux fur robe. And uh, I was there. It didn't seem like that much drama was going on while I was there, but apparently... There was. Uh, Max and Brett showed up to this party dressed as ex-Tom Sandoval characters. I mean, everyone looked insane. Everyone looked insane. Charlie showed up. She said she's always extra. Stassi showed up as Marie Antoinette. The only one who didn't show up dressed was Jax. He said, I'm extra annoyed he's throwing this party. Sheena showed up as a dominatrix, and I saw her using that whip all night. She was just like slapping everyone's ass. She just was slapping every ass she could find with that, that whip. And I think, I don't know. I don't know. Then uh, Tom showed up in the stilts with his dad, Tony. (laughs) His dad, Tony, was dressed as Tom from another costume. And then Tom Sandoval showed up in stilts. I don't know if you could tell. I was in the background just like looking confused because that's what I was feeling. I was like, what's happening? What are all these costumes? Like I was trying to figure out like everyone's reasoning for costumes. So again, I just threw on a robe, uh, but... I felt like it was extra. It's like a faux fur lined. I thought it was extra. But everyone else looked insane. Like, everyone was dressed so strange. It was like, what is a dominatrix? How's that? I guess that's extra. And then Brittany just put on a cowboy hat. And I don't, what was Kristen dressed? What was Kristen even dressed as? I don't know. Everyone was so confusing to me. 
And then Marie Antoinette, like I, that's a great costume, but is it extra? And what was Katie? Was Katie dressed in some animal print? Like what the fuck was everyone wearing? What the fuck was everyone wearing? That whole party, everyone looked crazier than the next. I, what the fuck? What the fuck? Excuse me. I, there I am saying the F word again. I don't mean to. I never realized I swore until I started this program. When I started this podcast, I realized I swear all the time, and I never thought I did. I thought I had a clean mouth, but it turns out I fucking don't. And I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. I thought I was clean-mouthed. Um. Anyway, Raquel and Lala talk. They have a conversation. Lala said she heard James was somewhere drinking. He went to like some house party in the hills. Raquel's like, shut the fuck up. She said she told her to shut the fuck up, which I like. Um, and Lala said, I want to live in your head. I think that's what she said. I want to live in your head. She called Raquel dumb again. But when she said, I want to live in your head, Raquel's like, you should try it sometime. <laughs> like, I love Raquel. I love Raquel. I want Raquel to be like a little bit more confrontational. Like, I don't like the way that Lala's talking to her. And I wish Raquel would stick up for herself a little bit more. And you know, she wants to. One day she's going to snap. Everyone has a breaking point. One day breaking point is going to happen with Raquel. One day she's going to snap on Lala or someone, James, whoever's treating poorly, Lala, uh, Raquel will snap. It's happening. It's going to happen. I said it's going to happen with Sheena too. Everyone has a breaking point. Everyone. And then Carter was at this party, which was weird to me because I don't understand the relationship with Kristen and Carter. Of course, no one does. But I, more importantly, don't understand Carter's relationship with the remainder of the cast. Like, is he friendly with everyone? But why is he at these parties? Like, is, are producers telling them to invite Carter? Because it doesn't seem like he's friends with any of them. I don't know. Then Tom Sandoval changed into another costume. And he just changed into another. Changed into a second. Uh, he had a costume chain. Of course, because why wouldn't you? Meanwhile, while he's changing costumes, Brittany was just grinding with Tony, uh, Tom Sandoval's dad. <laughs> Tony was just grinding up on the Art Kentucky Muffin. And they were having a grand old time. I was happy to see it. I didn't see it when I was there, but I was happy to see it on screen. Uh, then the Witches of WeHo talk. Now, this was, again, our interesting conversation about the wine. Stasi says, look, I'm still in it. I'm still in this wine business, but when our contract is done, I'm ready to get out. I wondered what the people they teamed up with, the wine company, they must have teamed up with some sort of wine company, right? I would imagine this is like a licensing deal. And so I wonder what the wine company they teamed up with, what they thought of this episode, because they must have been pissed. They're trying to sell wine. And I I also wonder if this will help sell wine. Because I know anytime that something's on TV, it sells. But it wasn't necessarily being talked about in a good way. So I wondered if the wine company was pissed or if sales are going to be good. I mean, we all need wine in this economy, in this <laughs> this climate. We all need wine and alcohol. Which reminds me, order fancy AF cocktails, the cocktail book on Amazon now. Um, but I wondered. I wondered. And it's interesting that it's coming up on camera. Stasi doesn't care, though. Stasi says she wants out when the contract's done because she's got other things going on. She's got the live tour. She's got the book stuff. She's got a lot going on. And so I really do think she's probably like, look, this is more trouble than it's worth. I don't need the money. I don't need the stress. And so Stasi's probably excited to get out of it. But Kristen and Katie are probably hanging on to it a little bit more um, because maybe they're not as busy. You know, Katie's home knitting, <laughs> as the producers showed us. And so... Look, Stasi, Stasi's ready to get out of that contract. It seemed like, it seemed like she's just over it. And I don't know, it didn't feel like Stasi within the past couple of weeks snapped because she had a conversation with Kristen a couple of weeks ago where I really thought they were on the mend. And I thought maybe it would just be Katie and Kristen that weren't getting along. But it seems like Stasi's now fully done. She seems totally resigned to the friendship, which makes me sad because I, I want them to all to be friends. Um, I want them to fight for our sake, but then I also want them to make up. You know, that's how I feel about all my reality shows. I want them to fight for five minutes or for an episode or two, and then I want them to see them make up, and then I want to see them fight again. And so maybe they will. I don't know, though. We might not even get a reunion out of this. We might not even get a reunion. Our patron, St. Andy, is sick. Uh, everything's under lockdown. How are we going to get a reunion, guys? How are we going to get it? I don't know. I'm worried. I'm worried! Anyway, then uh, James says he's pissed at Logan. Logan, the other, that one Logan that uh, claims he hooked up with James, 
is now spouting more rumors about James. And James is pissed, but he says, I'm not going to give it the time of day. It's like, I'm not even interested. I'm not giving it any time of day. I'm not going to drink for Logan. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then, uh, let's see. Oh, Kristen, while the witches of WeHo are talking, Kristen says, it's so hurtful what you said about my shirts. <laughs> it's so hurtful what you said about my shirts. And that's the kind of quote I want on a shirt. <laughs> it's so hurtful. That's what James May needs to put on a shirt. It's so hurtful what you said about my shirts. And that's the shirt I would buy. I'll order it right now. Kristen, if you put that online, I will order it. I'm ready to press the enter button on my order. Ready to PayPal that shit. Whatever I got to do, I will order it. Uh, Stasi says, we've not been sisters for a while. And that's when Kristen walks out. Uh, let me tell you something. At this party, I remember Kristen having a lot of drama because I had never met her before. And I was just like trying. I wanted to meet her. <laughs> and so I remember her like at the bar being very upset. And I also think she had like a heart to heart with Tom Sandoval at the bar. But that never got showed. So like, so many things happen at these events that I learned that don't air. Um, and so I wonder, it must be hard in the editing bay for the editors to decide what gets aired and what doesn't. It's interesting. I would like to know, I, we should get one of the editors on the line. We should. Maybe one day, while we're in quarantine, I'll get one of the Vanderpump Rules editors on the line try uh, to figure out how they decide. Is it a network mandate? Does the network say, hey, we need more scenes out of Charlie? Like, get us more Danica content. And then they have to edit together more Danica scenes. Is that what it is? I'm not sure. Either way, I'd like to recommend that we cut down on the new people scenes. Cut down. What are we thinking? We're about halfway through the season, I think. And I feel like the new people have not been working out. As much as I wanted new people on the show, this is not cutting it. It's not working at all. I don't think anyone could deny that. It's just a mess of a show right now, I believe. And I still love it. I still think it's better than 80% of the shows on television. But it's still a hot fucking mess. And it's a far cry from our season two days. And I don't understand. I don't know how to fix it. Uh, I think whatever they do next season is going to be a, a mess too, because I don't know how they, how do they go from here? What do they just get rid of the new people? I don't think, again, I don't think they could split off into two shows. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, Kristen walks out. Then we end the episode. And that's, uh, that's it this week. Next week, we see Ariana and LVP on horses. And, Brett, in the scene for next week, Brett calls Sheena middle-aged, and you see her eyes widen, and it is looks like a doozy of a moment, and I'm very excited for it. She just calls him middle-aged. That fucking Brett. Ugh, what an asshole. Everything we've seen out of him has been an asshole. Everything on this show, treating our shishi that way, and now he's calling her middle-aged. Fuck you. Don't call her middle-aged shishi. Shishi is not middle-aged. What is she, 36, 37? That's not middle age. I don't even think she's that old. I think she's probably like 35-ish. That is not middle age, Brett. It's like the people online right now who are saying uh, millennials are on spring break. Millennials aren't on spring break. I'm a millennial. Millennials are in their 30s, okay? The people on spring break are the next ones. Those idiots that are leaving the house on spring break, those are not millennials. Okay, Brett, we need to send the chart to Brett so he can figure out what his generations are. He's calling Sheena like a baby boomer. Sheena is not a baby boomer. <laughs> I wish he would have said, okay, <laughs> at the reunion, if uh, anyone fights with Sheena, somebody needs to say, okay, boomer, to her. <laughs> I mean, Jax is maybe a baby boomer, but the rest of them are not. Sheena is not middle-aged. She's not a boomer. She's not. Oh, that'd be me. that would make me laugh so hard if, if at the reunion somebody was like, Okay, Boomer. But we're not even getting a fucking reunion. What am I talking about? We're not getting one. We're not going to get one. We're not going to Zoom a reunion. That wouldn't work. Everyone would drag it. And so I don't, we're not going to get one. And that's the tragedy. Travity? travity? <laughs> what the fuck's a travity? Uh, that's a tra... What's the word I'm looking for? Tragedy. Anyway, uh, we also have a Jack's birthday party next week that's themed, which makes no sense because this week on the show he's saying he hates a theme. Um, and then Tom Schwartz and Katie get in a fight. Whoo! Looks like a juicy episode, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope they give it to us. We need it now more than ever. Uh, so as much as I just dragged that episode of Vanderpump Rules, I'd like to thank them again for their services. I love them all. And it's one of my favorite shows on television, even though right now, uh, it's sort of awful in comparison. But I'd still like to thank them. I want to thank those producers over at Bravo, all the editors who are still working tirelessly to give us content. 
I want to send my love to Andy Cohen, who is, uh, he's got the coronavirus. I hope he comes out of this on the other side uh, with a lot of strength and everything. And I hope everyone out there is doing okay. I want to encourage you all to find me on social media. I realized this week that I say, I want to encourage you all a lot. Have you guys noticed that? I say it way too much. I don't mean to, but it just happens. Anyway, uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Again, there are Chicago tickets left. If you're thinking you're in the mood in September, the Chicago shows in September at the Vic Theater, V-I-C. You can get tickets at the Vic website for September to come see everything Iconic Live. If you're interested, I know these are tough times for people. So um, they are tough times for people. So if you can support, uh, please support people who are out of work right now. Uh, Bethany Frankel is also doing a lot of wonderful work. It's Bravo-related, but she's doing so much wonderful work with Be Strong, donating masks everywhere. If you can donate to her at Be Strong, please do, because she's doing so much work. More so than uh, most of us, or a lot of people that should be doing good work, Bethany Frankel is taking the bull by the horns and saving the country. So I'd like to thank Bethany. I salute you. And what else? Uh, Patreon. I just posted a new episode with Hannah Brown, friend of the podcast, where we just chit-chat. We chit-chat over the phone about pop culture, everything. Uh, that's at patreon.com slash everything iconic. Uh, if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month, although th- that was our second one this month. Uh, thank you to everyone who's over there. I'm doing my best to give everyone extra content to keep us all sane. Uh, so I hope you listen to the interviews I did with Bravo Liberties from this week and late last week. Some great interviews in there. I got some great uh, tea and scoop from people on Bravo. Kate Chastain was telling me about how she's when it, she's not ever coming back to uh, Below Deck, which was interesting to me. Patricia, I talked to her from Southern Charm. She told me about how filming was going, and Whitney was even hunkered down in the house with her, so he was on the line for a second where I pleaded for him to bring back the theme song. I mean, we got a lot of great stuff in those uh, those interviews. Sheena told me about her enchilada recipe. Got a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Housewives, Vanderpump Rules, Southern Charm, Below Deck, all in those interviews. So check that out. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, what else? Oh, everythingiconic.store if you want any of the t-shirts or any of that stuff. Everythingiconic.store. Uh, and that's it. I love you all so much for listening. Let's uh, take a deep breath. Oh, I, wait, real quick. Atlanta. Atlanta Housewives, I just have to briefly say that I, I'm i sorry we're not fully recapping. I got a little bit distracted editing all those interviews together. Um, I'm really doing my best to keep up with everything. But Atlanta, I just want to say it's really good right now. And I love that they went to the Lohan Beach Resort. Did anyone see this? They went to Lohan Beach Club, and Panos was on Real Houses of Atlanta. And I love that the Lohan clan just somehow weasels their way into the Atlanta Housewives. Remember when Michael Lohan was on? Uh, Michael Lohan was on in that infamous fight where Kim Zolciak shifted Sheree's wig. Michael Lohan was in that scene, and now they're at Lohan Beach Club. Lohan Beach Club, justice for that show. I know it was a hot fucking mess, but I would have loved a second season. It was a huge mess. But uh, anyway, I think, I think it was interesting that they went there, and it made me laugh. And I, like, I literally clutched my imaginary pearls when I saw Panos show up, and he just popped up. And they were like, we're going to Lohan Beach Club. I'm like, what? And then, meanwhile, on Atlanta Housewives 2, they're in Greece, and all those fucking cats. I, can't. I could watch those women dodge cats for hours. I don't even need them to be fighting. I know we had some big fight between Nini and Kenya, where Nini like, sort of fake spit on Kenya or spat on Kenya. Although I think that was blown out of proportion because I saw Kenya in interviews saying that it was like this big thing. And then I don't know, watching it back, I was like, it wasn't really much. Like, I don't think Nini was, she wasn't spitting on Kenya. Like she just sort of like made that mouth face. She like mime spit, which is not appropriate. Like it's not something you should do to friends, but I don't think it was anything like crazier than what we've seen in the housewives. I mean, when Kim shifted that wig in front of Michael Lohan, that was more serious. Anyway, more interesting than the drama, I find the cats just around them at all times. Love it. Candy and Cynthia were trying to do like a a stage play, and it was just not happening. Nini's like, nope, not going to watch it. (laughs) It is sort of funny. I do want Nini to stick around in scenes. Like, I get frustrated when she leaves them. But this time made me laugh because she's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to the bathroom. And then just never came back. That's what I would probably do on one of these shows. Like, if somebody was doing a scene that, like, they were going to drag me, I'd be like, I'm going to walk away. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to the bathroom. That's what I do nowadays. It's like when I go to the movie theaters and I tell my boyfriend, Matt, I'm like, I'm going to run to the bathroom and then I closet eat a hot dog in the hallway. 
Like, I feel like I would do that on screen. Somebody would be about to drag me and I'd be like, oh, I got to run to the restroom real quick. And then I just would never show back up. You know, I'd be closet eating a hot dog somewhere else. And (laughs) that's what I would do. Anyway, Atlanta's good right now. I'm enjoying it so much. And I think they're back in Atlanta this week. So anyway, I'll try to keep up with recaps. New York starts next week. I will be covering the shit out of Real Houses of New York. I hope you guys know that. That is my favorite show on television, and I cannot wait. They're coming to save us. They're coming to save us. Um, so let's do a little cheesy breathing exercise to relax us all. We all need it. Let's just take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Think about someone you're grateful for. Breathe out. I know we're all going through a lot and it's feeling like there's no end in sight, but try to think of someone you love, who you're grateful for, maybe a parent, a sibling, a best friend. FaceTime them. Tell them you love them. Set up a little uh, a little FaceTime meeting and just, I don't know, just tell them you love them and, and reach out to the people that you love and tell them you're thinking about them. And anyway, I love you all for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside, and stay as sane as you possibly can. I love you all. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Oh!